Welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show with Dave Homewood. Welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show. I'm Dave Homewood. In this episode, I make a visit to Aviation Painting Services at Hamilton Airport to check up on how the restoration of the Dakota ZK-AZL has been coming along. This gives you a better idea of how it all, how it all works. Roy Brown demonstrates the opening of the huge door on the main painting booth. Probably one of the biggest schools in the country that's um, basically electric hydraulic. Um, so, the plane comes, they just come from the airport, come round through here, then the door's up, which goes right up. But, um, we don't like to have it up when it's too windy and blustery. Yeah. Um, Basically, you can see how it goes. But, you know, that just goes right up and then you can... And what we can do is we've had that made up so we can tow it in and out. Oh, OK, yep. I'll yep. just tow it in and out with my, my truck. Yep. Yeah, I'm Roy Brown. Um, basically, I started business in 1976. Uh, we have a panel and paint facility in Tiamudu, which we do all types of uh, smash repair, insurance work, car yard, private, uh, commercial. Yep. We've always done um, helicopters and small aviation work at our Tiamudu branch. Oh, right. We also have a branch in Hamilton, which is all commercial and industrial. So Fleet Image in Hamilton uh, shop is all commercial. We have our own mobile blasting unit which travels from uh, to our clients or to between both shops doing our blasting work. So when we were in, asked to get involved with the aviation cluster, formed a new company and called it Fleet Image Aviation. So we've got our three sites where we can move staff um, backwards and forwards if need be. If we're under pressure in one um, shop, we can move either jobs or people to help out or assist some production for, on a daily basis. We move people around if, if and when required. So we got quite excited about the um, aviation side of the business and when this facility was getting built we um, got involved and, um, and moved out here basically on the 19th of December. We were in our first jobs with the Beechcraft for Eagle Air went into the all-black livery um, and they were turned around in nine days each from full strip to repaint so wow. we certainly got chucked in the deep end. <laughs> so this booth is our main booth uh, which is four big gas burners in the ceiling so it brings clean air in, everything's filtered and then it's extracted down that end so you're about 32 metres by 32 metres on basically a square square box. Right. Um, we have two storage facilities on each side, just so that say we've got a big um, job in, we can 
move stuff to basically keep the place clean. Yeah. What are the dimensions of that door that we just opened? That's um, eight meters high and 30 meters long. Wow. So it's a big door. <laughs> sure is. It's a big door. Um, and down here we have our Our compressor. It's all uh, it's got a cooling system in it, so we've got cool air, so we don't have any moisture, no moisture or oil. Everything's filtered. Uh, gives us a very clean environment to uh, so all our air we know is dry and clean. So it's got it's all filtered. Any oil or moisture um, with the fridge unit on it keeps the air cool. And so we have you know basically storage here. Plus we can get access to the to the booth and the burners through this ladder yep. which goes up into the ceiling and then we can walk along so if they get any servicing or anything they that's their entry point. Back in the main booth Roy points out a special digital clock. Now here and we have some of these so we can check all our temperatures and humidities and times and everything so we'd, when we're documenting our processes. Um, so we've got all the, that information for us. Okay. Through a side door, we move into the tint room where colours are mixed. And here we have our tint room, which is all extracted as well. We have our we run two systems. We run uh, PPG Pacific Aerospace, um, which is all that product, which is all comes in from Melbourne um, or Singapore, and we just buy that per job. Uh, other small stuff we do is the Delfleet range which is um, all designed for commercial transport and aviation. Um, we have that two facilities. Everything is on computer so we just um, bring up our formulas we can mix and match to what um, is you know required. Right okay. And then plus we have um, all underground drainage which is everything is filtered um, so there's no contaminants go out. Yep. Also we have floor lighting which uh, lights up under the wings and under the body of the plane when we're, we're spraying so we've got lights shining up you know, to eliminate the shadows. Like for a large plane you park it basically over the lights so that um, when we come to spray we've got some more illumination to, to try and help out here. This is all our control panels because we can run one half of the booth. The whole booth is designed in two sections, so we don't have to run the whole thing for like a small job. We would only run one half. Yep. So basically, this unit has all our prep fans. If we're only just doing a small job, we only have to turn a prep fan on, which will add air movement. Um, we can take these up to um, around about 70 degrees for a bake cycle, and we usually uh, paint around 25 to 30 degrees um, if when we're only trying to warm the place up. Yep. So that's one side, this is the other side. That's all our light control units. That also controls all our fans in the uh, tint room yep. and our lighting. And then this unit here, this um, is a separate unit which runs our, what we call our parts booth, which is out here. Okay. We do a lot of prepping out here. Also, we store a lot of our parts for different clients that, because um, they bring a lot of components in, and we just 
do touch-ups and that so we can store all that here and, uh, and prep right. in here. And then um, this booth is 11 metres by 11 metres 11 meters long, I think 5 metres wide and probably 5 metres high. We'll get a small helicopter in here right. yep. with lines that hasn't got uh, the props on yep. and all the rotors and like small planes we do in here as well. Plus we do not parts and everything so we've got somewhere we can paint those sorts of things like winglets and composite panels and um, we don't have to run the whole facility just yep. to, so it's, it works really well for us and it just gives us another area to do you know, small type jobs. Right, fantastic. And, uh, what an amazing facility. Well it is. Um, it's purpose built um, you know, for aviation yep. and um, so far we're hoping it's going to be very successful. So what's the biggest aircraft that you've had in here so far? Probably um, the DC-3. Okay. And it looks, and um, you know, I was expecting the DC-3 to be sort of uh, quite crammed in, but it's, it's sort of no, sitting, it's sitting no, in a corner no, by it's itself. it's not crammed in at all. Yeah. These were the um, Beechcraft that we did um, just after Christmas. And you can see from there, a brand new facility that came in. It was all Aquamaxed, yeah. which is a water stripping uh, process. Yeah. Which And they, three days Aquamax, and then we had to prime, mask, and reproduce that. Wow. So basically, that's how it came in. Then Eagle Air came and removed uh, parts and winglets and flaps and and everything. Yeah. And then we started, Aquamax, we masked it all so they could do their stripping. Yeah. And then it was the colours. Brilliant. Massive job. Yeah. Massive job. Around the 680 odd hours. Wow. Um, in nine days? Nine days. So you can see how stressed and strung out we were because also we had to I match all these because the, the um, prints they gave us were f designed for the Boeing yep. and these are flat body so we had to line, basically eyeball all this to get them to um, match up. So that's, that's all the fern ferns and yeah. yeah. So when you see it flying over, you can see all this from underneath, and it's got the dark grey, um, which goes right in the coro and the silver fern. And uh, Roy points to a photo on the wall of the Aussie James DC3 wings being repainted. Oh, here's when we were doing the wings. Oh yeah. We did those first. We stripped. Um, we chemically stripped all the wings and painted them, but. Uh, then we aquamaxed the rest of the, the DC-3 because okay. um, just the time factor was just because there was so much paint on it. Yep. Um, it was over 450 microns in places. Wow. Um, okay. Well, how, how many for, layers? For years it had been just another coat, another coat, another coat on top. H how many layers did you find? Oh, several. Yep. Yeah. So by the time we got it back to bare metal to treat the corrosion and, and there's parts that um, you know, there's just nothing left. I can show you some of these bits that we've just had to make. D did you find that uh, th there was a lot of corrosion? Oh, huge amount of corrosion because it's been sitting for so long and like those wings, we took out two of those green wheelie bins of bird's nest 
out of each wing. Wow. Those ones there, just of cigarette butts, lolly papers, plastic, string, thistles, <laughs> docks. <laughs> um, but you can see how bad the corrosion was, and All see right. we've just made up panels to and riveted them over to um, just a cosmetic to make it look. Yes. Um, so she's in pretty bad state, all right. Yeah. But look at it now, though, it's fantastic. But, hey, it, um, it should, um, once it gets under cover, it should be there for years now. Yes, yeah. And that was the only fact that was been out in the weather for, for years and years and years, and, um, you know, anywhere there's a hole, there's a starling. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, so once you've got um, the corrosion taken care of and, and it was all um, ready for painting, how long did it take to put the colours on? Um, we've done four, six, well, probably about 700 hours been spent on it. Okay. Because we haven't, this has been quite good for us, it's been a bit of a fill-in job. Yep. Where we haven't worked on it can, you know, work, stop, work, stop. Um, if we had a slack day, we'd come and, come and work on the, um, just trying to keep the cost down and Basically, we haven't made any money out of it, but that's not what it was all about anyway. No. Um, it, it's so good that your facility was here just at the right time well for it. Well, it was really. Just, just well, you imagine perfect. trying to paint this at the uh, field days. Yeah. Like, you can imagine the day you go to paint or anything, it would rain, or there'd be a cloud of mozzies or midges come through. Yeah. It, it would just be diabolical. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know what the Waikato's like, you, you never know what it's going to do from <laughs> <laughs> morning till night, do you? Exactly, exactly. And uh, so, no, it all come come really well considering that, you know, the, and of course Johnson had um, delivered it to there, so he had all the ideas and everything about getting it out, which would basically made it easy. Right, right. And once the wings were off, just um, lifted it up with the truck, backed under, and, and brought it up here. Yep. And uh, and quite amazing, like those tyres haven't gone flat. It's okay. been sitting for years, and it just rolls backwards and forwards. Perfect. You know, you would have thought they'd be all locked up and jammed, and but um, no, they were. It was, it was good. Yeah. Now you can hear the noise. Yeah. PRC in these joints now, so we just need a bit of heat in here to uh, help it cure. So that's what they've turned it on for. They're just going to um, bring the temperature up a bit to that. It just helps it cure. Well, thank you very much for the uh, look around. It's no. been great, really interesting. No, well, actually, when you drive up and you look, you think, oh, it's just a bit of a shed. Yeah. And that's what blows people away. They, when they actually come inside and see how big this is. Well, at the moment, you know, we've got um, three aircraft in here. Flying Doctor from Christchurch. Yep. Uh, small uh, Cub. Telpo Air. Cessna. And we're still, we're not, we're not under each other's feet. So you can see the facility will take. Basically, this building will take all jet prop okay. planes that are in New Zealand. Okay. All the jet prop planes will fit in here. Sweet. We're talking here with Phil Byrne from APS. After the 
whole strip back and repaint. Uh, can you tell us what you found and what the process was? Yep, I can. It was, uh, uh, I guess, wholly not unexpected after a plane that's been sitting out in the elements for 30 years. Um, what surprised us more than anything was um, how much of the, the substrate had been totally destroyed. Um, a lot of the time it was only the paint holding what was underneath together. Wow. Um, we were also quite surprised at the all the bits and pieces that were on the aircraft that were held on with um, it would be that New Zealand number eight wire technology. <laughs> um, they used a lot of it. Um, the props were held on basically by a bit of the um, flight control cables tied around a block of wood inside the uh, um, the nacelle area, which wasn't wholly safe. Um, and of course that's all been replaced now, that's all been taken away and, uh, and repaired. So how long did it take to sort of strip it all back and, and then do the um, repairs on it? Yeah, the stripping was done in a, a, a number of sequences actually because we didn't attack the job all in one, we've, we've tried to do the job um, when we had quiet periods and when we had staff available. Um, we're also quite lucky to get some volunteers that were happy to come in at the weekends and do some work. Um, so the first parts that were stripped were the wings. Um, we chemically stripped those using um, an environmentally friendly uh, paint stripper. Uh, the size of the wings, are just the vast surface area meant that we had to do one side, then get a couple of dozen guys to flip the wing over and then strip the other side and each time washing it down and making sure all the chemicals are removed. Um, the undercarriage, all the steel assemblies were sandblasted using a sandblasting rig and much of the other area was either hand rubbed back or blasted with the Aquamax gun when that was available. So, so it's had just about every process to get the paint off. Right. And the new paint on it looks fantastic. Tell us about that. Yeah, the, the new paint um, is, is, is basically off um, uh, James Aviation colours. Um, we've tried to mirror the best records that we can find. Um, we think we've done a pretty uh, acceptable job. Yeah. Um, th we've protected the substrate as best we can. Um, we've put some thick paint on there because we want it to um, last. Um, and yeah, it's come up, we're, we're pretty happy with it. Yeah, you should be. It looks looks like a new aircraft, actually. Mm. Well, almost new, but you know. Yeah, it looks I, I, I wouldn't get too close. <laughs> <laughs> but just uh, you wouldn't think it was the same aircraft, put it mm. that way, that we saw being mm. pulled down off the. Oh, the thank plane. you. So yeah. it's just fantastic. Uh, and what's the sort of next steps? Um, well, the next step is we've got to um, have it uh, watertight um, and bird tight. Actually, um, the birds were everywhere. In, in, in that plane unfortunately. Uh, um, when we took the floors up we found tons and tons and tons of um, bird nests so we need to uh, seal it completely. Um, we then need to finish the assembly of all the component parts. Um, the windows still need to go in. Um, there's still a, a reasonable amount of work left to do. Yeah. And uh, is there anything that you, you're sort of looking for, like volunteers or, or parts or anything that still needs to be? Yep, I mean we can uh, certainly use uh, any number of volunteers. Uh, a pair of hands are always useful. 
Um, if anybody knows whereabouts of um, particularly internal bits, um, seats, cockpits, um, anything like that which would be useful. I think we're still looking around for a tailwheel. Um, any of those bits would be more than useful. And need all the instruments in that, don't you? Yep, the, the instruments, there's, there's nothing in, in the one presently at all. Um, we've just got it, uh, it's just stripped out. What were the worst areas uh, on the aircraft that you had to repair? Um, I mean, the worst areas were all the removable panels around the engine. Um, a lot of those had just completely fallen apart. Um, uh, actually, around the cockpit nose was all bad. All around the windows around the cockpit was pretty bad. Um, underneath where the spreader is, there's some steel plates in there, and they had lifted and got damaged quite badly. So I think it would actually be quicker to say which bits weren't such a bad thing. The tyres were exceptionally good, okay. uh, really good. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You didn't have to strip and paint them, so... No, no. We blackballed them, though. Did you, did you see that? They've uh, they've all been nicely blacked by Roy, so so they look quite good. They do. They look, yeah. look like mm. brand new ones, actually. Mm. Yeah, one of them's actually pretty good. Mm. One of the ways that, um, I, I guess, ZK, AZL can um, help get back on its feet as quick as possible um, will be for people to donate to the DC3 Conservation Trust um, there's a, a brochure that's available now, it's just out, it's uh, really neat, shows a bit of the history uh, and some of the pictures and just requests a, a small donation to help preserve this piece of aviation history. So uh, Lynette James, you were with me today when we had a look at the DC-3 in the paint shop, uh, looking very shiny and glorious, what, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, hi Dave, um, look it's the first time I've actually seen the um, plane with James Aviation written on the side of it. Last time I saw her was just with the uh, the red, white and the black um, markings down the side of the fuselage. So now to see her with James Aviation and AZL uh, planted all over her, she just looks magnificent. Yeah, she's sort of come to life, better than what I was expecting actually. Actually that's my reaction too, is it's way better than I was expecting, uh, it just looks so shiny and new looking uh, you know, don't it, look too close <laughs> yeah but you know I, I wasn't expecting it to look that good when you compare it to what it had been so yeah she's come a long way those guys at APS and um, aeromotive engineering and uh, fleet image have just done a tremendous job absolutely yeah, we've yeah. still got windows to put in and tailwheel to to source um, hopefully we're going uh, would like to put a full cockpit and if we can get the parts um, and money permitting as well. But um, if people do want to assist, they can go to our DC3 Trust, which is www.dc3trust, and uh, there's a place where you can use PayPal and, and donate to um, to help us get the DC3 back into some uh, form where it can tell the history of the early agricultural aviation pioneers and be a memorial for those who lost their lives. About 16% of, of all pilots up to 1990 lost their lives um, in aerial top dressing. Um, and one thing Dad did want to do was actually have a memorial for these fellows, so uh, we'd like to honour that. Um, yeah, so that, that's the plan from now. Fantastic. 
Yeah, sixteen percent okay. of pilots died. Yeah. Up to nineteen ninety, that's the statistics. That's still huge. high, isn't it? Very high. Yeah, and most of that, from what I understand, um, was from um, one um, a pilot era um, overloads, misjudging. Um, every pilot had their own uh, latitude to to what they took um, according to the conditions. Um, and the other thing was a lot of uh, wires that some of the farmers either forgot were there or wires had appeared where they weren't before. Um, a lot of the pilots got caught up in those. Right, right. In the long term for the display, you'd like to track down a loader and bucket and that sort of thing, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. That would be great. And uh, it would be neat to add to the collection a Fletcher. Uh, one of the older Fletchers would be great. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take whatever we're given. <laughs> yeah. And of course, at the moment you're looking for instruments and tail wheel things like that. Yep, that's uh, right. So anyone out there that can help, please um, you can contact me through the um, DC3 Trust the um, on our website. Um, there's a direct link through to me. So if anyone can help, would be uh, very much appreciated. Right, and that uh, direct link is info at dc3trust.co.nz. If you would like to know more about the project to restore ZKAZL, please go to their website at www.dc3trust.co.nz. That was the Wings Over New Zealand show with Dave Homewood.